With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I'm your host, Andrew Ledman. And I'm Ryan Bonaparte. And despite saying last time that this was going to be our last podcast of the year, uh, I failed to remember that the Citrus Bowl is on January 2nd, so we obviously needed to talk about that before uh, January 2nd. So (laughs) tonight we're going to cover that uh, in the second half of the pod. First half is going to be focused on Purdue's victory uh, over Florida A&M that just finished up about an hour ago. And uh, Ryan... Not a whole lot uh, new was learned in this game. Florida A&M, very, very bad uh, in the 330s, I believe, in Ken Palm versus Purdue. I think right now is eighth uh, last I looked. So final score, Purdue 82, Florida A&M 49. The best thing I can say about Florida A&M is I love their logo and their nickname, uh, the Rattlers. Mm -hmm. That's pretty great, uh, pretty original, but... Uh, what stands out to you about this Purdue victory? Yeah, I mean, it was good to have Zach Eady back after yeah, absolutely. missing last week's game. So good to get him uh, at least a little bit of game time before we ramp up into our non our conference schedule, you know, starting next year. Um, but, yeah, not too, too much was learned today. I mean, Purdue continued to struggle shooting from the three-point, and they played some efficient defense. It's kind of been the same story most of the season. However, we did see a very nice performance from Brandon Newman today. Yeah. He had 18 points and five blocks. So. Yeah, that was that was crazy. 
five blocks. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's I don't have those those numbers in front of me, but that has to be a career high. There's no way that is not. right. Um, I believe they said it on the um, broadcast that it was, but yeah, he played very effective on both sides of the floor today. He was very controlled with his shot. He understood when to pass and when to shoot. So I know that's been a slight issue with Brandon Newman in games past. So he seemed to have settled down and I think that's helping him find his shot a little. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to your earlier point though, Purdue shooting struggles continue uh, from deep. The starters mm-hmm. alone for Purdue were just one of nine uh, from deep. Braden Smith, 0 of 1. Fletcher Lawyer, 1 of 5. And Ethan Morton, 0 for 3. Um, you know, not a great shooting night from anyone uh, from deep, except for Brandon Newman, as you noted. He was 3 of 6. So he found good shots, uh, played with a lot of energy. Definitely, if not his best game this season, it was, you know, top two at least, but absolutely. Um, you know, the game was never really in doubt. So it's one of those, uh, Zach Eady played just 22 minutes. Caleb first played just 19 lawyer and Morton, two other starters played only 19 minutes. So, uh, painter got, let's see, uh, five people or I'm sorry, 10 people had 15, had 17 or more minutes. So, Mm -hmm. you know, really spread the minutes around, got some people, some run out there and you love to see that. Um, especially as we prepare, as you said, for Big Ten season. Um, I mean, even Waddell got 17 minutes. So you know if Waddell is getting 17 minutes, the game is, is pretty well in hand. And, and that's no slight to Waddell. It's just it's not his role yet on the team. So we knew it was going right. to be uh, an easy victory for Purdue. Um, I just looked up on Ken Palm. Uh, Florida A&M currently 357th and mm-hmm. Purdue currently 7th. So a uh, bit of a mismatch there. But that's why you play. Bit. That's why you play games like this. Uh, give the small school some money and get yourself a victory. Uh, <laughs> while the uh, the crowd is not going to be the best because of a holiday break, and you prepare for Big Ten play. So it's a good Unless victory. Unless you're in Mackey. Well, <laughs> yeah. So you <laughs> you prepare uh, the team for Big Ten play. Give them a little bit of a, of a final break um, before that starts. So. It was it was good to see Zach Eady out there. Good to see him healthy. Um, is there anybody else on the bench who you thought played particularly well? Because I've got one more person that I thought had a pretty good game. Um, I think it's got to be Trey Kaufman. Ren. Exactly. I mean, he exactly. is just developing very nicely. Um, he looks like he could be a starter. I mean, he's becoming a very good low post threat. His Everyone has said it when they mention his name. Anytime there's a broadcast, it's becoming synonymous with him. It's his footwork. And he really knows how to create space in the low post. And it feels like it feels like he was basically a new Trevion Williams. He's just good getting to his spot and when he does, it's you know, he, he can do with what he wants. Yeah. Yeah. He's you know, he's really coming into his own um, four for six from the floor tonight, six rebounds, two assists, one steal, uh, one turnover only. So in 20 minutes and he, he just looks good. He looks better and better. And to have a piece like that coming off the bench, especially as a redshirt freshman, um, is a real, a real, um, a real positive for this team and a real kudo to Matt Painter for not only bringing in a guy like Trey Kaufman Wren, but getting him to agree to redshirt last year. I mean, I know he had uh, a slight injury to his hand, which prevented him from being in the world university games or, uh, 
FIBA or whatever it was that uh, mm-hmm. uh, First and Edie, you know, and everybody else played in. Um, so just amazing that that Painter could get him on the team uh, and then get him to agree to redshirt because of that injury and who knows what other factors. But now he's got a year of development in the system and you can show, you can see that it's really starting to pay off, and that's that's phenomenal for this team. Absolutely. So, as we said, <laughs> excuse me, man, I, you know, I had COVID, got a rebound COVID, then I think my, my son brought something home from daycare. Uh, if you have a child, you know what I'm talking about. You're just going to be sick constantly. It's it's a nightmare. So, <laughs> you'll have to excuse excuse a little coughing and maybe some some snottiness here on my end, so I apologize for that, but... You know, not a ton more to say about this game. Purdue wins 82-49, to and now we're going to take a break and come back and talk about the important stuff as Purdue heads to Florida to take on LSU. That is. Okay, I'm ready. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply and we are back so as promised we are going to talk the Cheez-It Citrus Bowl uh, as Purdue heads to Orlando, Florida and Camping World Stadium to take on the LSU Tigers. LSU comes into the game ranked 17th. Uh, the game is at 1 p.m. We'll kick off on ABC. So, obviously, it is bowl season, so you got football games at all hours of the day on all channels. So, Purdue, 1 p.m. Eastern on ABC. Um before we get too far into the game, I wanted to see if you had seen a few things, uh, Ryan. I know you know it's it's holiday break for people. You're you know traveling home. Uh, I know you had some travel problems, but mm-hmm. did you did you see the Cheez It NIL deal? Oh yes, Tyrone Tracy Jr. has got it made. Yeah. Uh, Sure, if that's the wording you want to use. Uh, for the for those that didn't see it, uh, Cheese It signed an NIL deal with four players uh, who are playing in either the Cheese It Bowl or the Citrus Bowl, which the Citrus Bowl is also sponsored by Cheese It, but is not called the Cheese It Bowl. So you know that's a whole other issue. Um, but Purdue's Tyrone Tracy Jr. was chosen. I don't know exactly if there's money involved or or not, but. They tweeted out a picture of the hotel room that he gets to stay in, and it is it is wild. Um, it is like the like a cheese it box exploded in the bedroom. Um, the mattress has yellow and red sheets. 
yellow and red blankets. There are pillows that look like the giant wheels of cheese. Uh, cheese it decorations. <laughs> There's apparently an alarm clock that that says the cheesiest when you wake up. I mean, it is it is just wild. It's the stuff of nightmares, right? Or or your wildest dreams. One of the <laughs> yeah. two it depends on what kind of person you are. Yeah, maybe you maybe you really love cheese it. Yeah, I mean, if I'm Tyrone Tracy, I'm bringing home that robe, that nice cheese it robe. Ah, uh-huh. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> which everyone has always clamored for. Oh, exactly. I mean, how how do you get this set up if you're cheese it? Do you just talk to your local Holiday Inn and say, "Hey, can we put some new wallpaper on the wall?" Yeah, I don't I don't know how this comes about. Like, what a weird, what a just weird situation. So we actually, uh, because we applied for some credentials and also, um, you know, our name is just out there. We received an email from uh, the folks who were putting this together. Uh, and I just want to read to you what some of this press release says. The oh, hotel room. new to me. Yeah, I, I just Ooh. got it today. I just got it today. Fantastic. So the cheesiest contract perks are the hotel room is decked out in floor-to-ceiling Cheez-It-inspired items, like an, quote, I woke up feeling the cheesiest, coach. Alarm clock. Inspirational Cheez-It-inspired artwork, which... Inspiration. Yeah, I'd, uh, and I'm looking at the I'm looking at the pictures, and I don't really see anything inspirational about it. Although it does look like they have a cheese it playing football in a painting, which is strange. But uh, whatever. Uh, absurdly plus cheese it rugs, luxurious red and yellow bedding. Quote: It's like waking up inside of a cheese it box, but better. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh not sponsored either right oh that's just fantastic this is this is capitalism at its peak yeah this in the mail bowl dump an entire you know bucket of mayo on a coach so Uh, i think every bowl should have something to do with this like make it a quirk do something with the brand and make it fun that'll bring that'll peak interest yeah so in this press release uh, they sent out to us, there are also, and you know, they're getting their money's worth here because I'm certainly talking about it. Um, they <laughs> sent additional pictures of the room. Now, some of them are not like actual pictures. Some of them are clearly like digital mock-ups. So those are not as fun. However, they sent out four pictures of some sort of Cheez-It mascot uh, that I have never seen before. He is like... King? Yes. Yeah, the King Cheez-It. I, they have that at every Cheez-It bowl. Uh, so, I'm sorry that I have not paid attention to my Cheez-It bowl. Darn. But, but I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's chilling in the room. Uh, he's got his giant scepter with Cheez-Its on top. He's got a belt with a Cheez-It as the uh, buckle. And he's just lounging in the room. And then there are two more where there's literally uh, a big giant Cheez-It wearing sunglasses walking mm. around the room. <laughs> and he's wearing he's wearing a well not wearing because he doesn't have a neck but he's holding a gold chain with a cheese it on it okay. that is is emblazoned with diamonds and spells cheese it and <laughs> it, it, you get a better look at the paintings on the wall and in addition to the king cheese it uh, there are two pictures of this giant cheese it on the football field one of them he's doing the Heisman pose. And one of them, it looks like he's just holding a whole bunch of boxes. So I, I don't think I would want to sleep in this room. I think it would terrify me. 
That's fair. Um, I mean, I really just hope all those four players are getting some sort of money. I hope this. so, too. I, I would assume they have to, but... Yeah, I hope so, uh, for their sake. So, uh, just absolutely wild. So, now that that is out of the way, and uh, cheese it maybe will throw me some money. Who knows? Because uh, I <laughs> talked about that long enough. Purdue mm-hmm. and LSU... Uh, both won their divisions, both in the mm-hmm. west of their conference. However, they both went into their championship game and lost. Purdue, of course, lost to Michigan. LSU lost to Georgia. Um, so both of the opponents in those games are heading to the college football playoff. So it should make uh, for an interesting matchup, at least uh, if the two teams that played in those games showed up. But as we know, that is mm-hmm. not the case. Um Ryan, do you have the list of opt-outs in front of you? I do not have it okay. in front of me. All right, but well, I, if you start rattling off some names. Yeah, here's, here we go. For Purdue, okay. Aiden O'Connell, Charlie Jones, Payne Durham, all out. Pretty big. Uh, okay. Gus Hartwig, of course, injured and is out for the rest of the year. Um, mm-hmm. Starting guard, Spencer Holstedge, uh, or is it Holstig? Don't know. Um, mm-hmm. Opted out and is actually signed with UCLA, so he will not be playing. Um, right. Then there is the mysterious situation of uh, Purdue's linebacker, Jalen Graham, who seems to have just vanished in the night uh, and then posted today that he's heading to the NFL draft. So he will not be playing in the bowl game. Uh, Corey Trice opted out to prepare for the NFL draft. He will not be playing in the bowl game. Um, Interestingly enough, Branson Dean, Jack Sullivan, and Loris Johnson have all entered the transfer portal. Uh, but mm-hmm. say they still plan to play in the bowl game. So one foot out the door, but still will be playing. Um, Brady Allen, of course, hit the transfer portal. He is gone. Uh, that mm-hmm. leaves Austin Burton as the starter and uh, Michael Amo as the only other scholarship quarterback on the entire roster. So we're starting a guy who's played started one game at Purdue, and he will be without his top two weapons. Uh, not great from a Purdue perspective. Do you have any idea who can step up here? Well, what I'm hearing is Purdue starting a quarterback who has never lost as a starter. You know, that is the glass half full way to look at it. Yep. But, I mean, yeah, this is going to be a rough time for the offense. Luckily, Purdue is starting to show that it has a shining running back this year in Devin Mockaby, who has already claimed or you know already said he is playing in this game yes I believe he needs 80 yards or 81 yards to hit a thousand for the season i was just so, looking that up i think it's mm-hmm. 80 um i believe he's at 920 so i yep I think 920 it's yep and he would be i believe the first pretty running back since something like 2003 uh or something ridiculous to hit a thousand yards is that Corey sheets um, no, Sheets didn't come in, I believe, until 2004, um, okay. but but we'll, we'll fact yeah, check that. Yeah, it's been a hot minute. Yep, so I can see us relying on uh, on Mr. Mockaby for a lot of this game, and then, honestly, it's every receiver that wasn't Payne Durham and Charlie Jones, just see if they can take that next step up. Yeah. So, yeah. I... Don't know if there's any official word on Brock Thompson. I know he's been getting healthier, but if you really want to just risk getting another injury for this bowl game, we'll see. He has done it before, so 
it's not outside the realm of possibility. And then you see other players just it's you're going into the deep, deep woods of the roster, but it's going to be a next man up mentality. You know that it's football. Yeah. Yeah. And And this is this bowl season. Yeah. And you were right. Partly. Uh, it was Corey okay. Sheets was the last to reach a thousand, but that was in two thousand eight. So I went back. Okay. Uh, I went back about five more years. So the only other Purdue running backs uh, to do it: Mike Allstott, Otis Armstrong, as I said, Corey Sheets, uh, Joey Harris, Leroy Keys, and Scott Deerking uh, are the only mm-hmm. Purdue running backs to ever have seasons over one thousand years. So Maccabee's got a real chance here. Uh, of course, it's a little different now than it was back even in Allstott's days because. You know, you just you play more games, and now uh, he's got a chance at a bowl game. But you know, regardless of how many games it took him, getting to a thousand yards is one hell of a feat. So really rooting for Maccabee there, and I think he's going to have a good chance because Purdue, you know, isn't the only team with opt outs. Um, the LSU defense is missing quite a few folks, especially on the defensive line. So they they have a very good defensive line, but they have three of their four starters um, are heading out the door for um, for opt-out reason. There's no, mm-hmm. no, no other way to put it. Um, three of them are heading out the door, and I had their names in front of me, and my computer is struggling. Here we go. Um, Je- Jacqueline Roy, BJ Ojulari, and Ali Gay, they're all opting out to prepare for the draft, and mm-hmm. when you lose three of your four starters on the defensive line – that should should uh, allow mm-hmm. Purdue to run the ball, and um, you know Devin Mockaby has shown he can do that. So you would much rather go against the second stringers than the first stringers there. So hopefully that gives him a better chance. Yeah, and I mean LSU is an SEC school. We all know they have athletes throughout their roster, but like you said, once you start getting to those backups, it just changes the game. And the Big Ten's no slouch. I mean, Devin Mockaby has played against some pretty stout defensive line. Right. So, so I can see him having a pretty good day. And I can see the Purdue offense relying on him, especially since he's truly the only proven piece that is playing on the yeah. offense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, LSU also lost a, a piece last night. In Kayshawn Bowdy, who is their number one receiver um, mm-hmm. on the year, he had 48 receptions, 538 yards, and two TDs. He'd previously announced that he was coming back for next season, and then suddenly, uh, in the middle of the afternoon, it was announced that he would be unavailable for the Citrus Bowl, but had still well, was still enrolled for its spring semester. And then a few hours mm-hmm. later, he just announced he was going to the NFL draft. Do we have any idea what happened with this guy? Uh, no. Uh, it seems like no one knows, including Brian Kelly. So it, I guess he probably made what he believes is the best decision for him. And we wish, wish him the best of luck in his endeavors to the draft. Yeah. I mean, one less, one less player uh, for Purdue to face. So I will take that. Mm-hmm. But the, the big, you know, caveat to all this is LSU has a player that absolutely scares the bejesus out of me. And that is their dual threat quarterback, Jaden Daniels. Uh, he has just been tearing people up. And let me just read you some stats. So, mm-hmm. 
Daniels finished the season with 2,774 passing yards, 16 touchdowns, and only three interceptions. Love that. Okay. Yeah. Um, he also led the team in rushing. He had 818 yards from the quarterback position. And again, <laughs> keep in mind, Dylan, or Dylan Downing, Devin Mockaby, Purdue's leading rusher, 920 yards. Uh, obviously, Mockaby, a running back. Daniels, mm-hmm. a quarterback. So quite a bit different there. Over his career, uh, he has 2,106 rushing yards, which is crazy to me. So he he previously was at Arizona State. This is his first year at LSU. Um, came in kind of alongside Brian Kelly, who we haven't even mm-hmm. mentioned yet on this podcast. But uh, <laughs> down home, Cajun fried Brian Kelly is, of course, the head coach of LSU, former coach of Notre Dame, and we obviously here at the Hammer and Rails podcast, not fans of Brian Kelly. Yeah. Invented gumbo, though, apparently. So, <laughs> I mean, something like that. His family is exactly. all around him. Family. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you have not seen that video of him saying family at the halftime of the LSU game where he was introduced, please go watch it. Also, if you find the correct video, you can see him say it at Notre Dame just a couple months before the word family. And then during the LSU halftime, he he just tries to throw on a Southern accent and says like, my family is here. And it's just so uncomfortable. So that good old Massachusetts Southern accent. Yeah. Yeah. He's from Boston. Like, what is he doing? No one. No, he doesn't talk that way. Uh, Oh boy. Yeah. I don't know what that guy's doing. That's one way to recruit a fan base. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, get, whatever. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Jaden Daniels scares the bejesus out of me, especially without Jalen Graham. Uh, no Corey Trice in the backfield to kind of uh, be a backstop in case things get a little squirrely. Uh, I am very worried about what Jaden Daniels is going to do with this. Yeah, and Purdue, even with their starters, haven't proved to be too effective against dual-threat quarterbacks. So... It's gonna be a uh, it's gonna be a slog. You gotta obviously it makes it makes it better that if it's one player you have to worry about, you can scheme for him all day, and then you have to realize okay, everyone else on this team still has talent. I mean, <laughs> exactly. it's a power five team. So yeah. my my thinking would be. Whichever coaches Purdue still has, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, they are. it could change by the day. Yeah, at this point, we're going to have Coach Ryan Kerrigan come in, too. Um, But whoever's there, you know their first step is going to scheme against Jaden Daniels in both passing and running uh, attack. But once you get past that, I think you spend about 80% of your time uh, scheming for him and hope that the other playmakers can't. Maybe they fall on their face, you know. So you're hoping for the best there, but... That is just a monstrous task. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you can only scheme for so much. Um, mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to scheme away his athleticism, his ability to get out of sticky situations, and just his right. pure speed and you know elusiveness. You you can't really scheme those things away. So uh, it, it worries me a lot, um, Purdue facing a guy like him. So as you know, um, when we... When we prepare for games, we generally reach out to the um, 
SB Nation site of the opponent, and this week is no different. I I got questions from the LSU blog uh, earlier today, and I just want to point out, I'm sure this these guys are nice guys. I don't know them. My interactions with them on Twitter have been very nice, very kind. Uh, they are not paying attention to Purdue football. And let me tell you how I know that. They sent me eight questions. Some very fun and lighthearted, and I appreciate that. However, question number two. What's the mood surrounding the Purdue football program as the Boilermakers are in the middle of a coaching change? Is Brian Brom for sure the new head coach in 2023? And if he's not, would a win over LSU be enough to convince Purdue to take the interim tag off? <laughs> oh, those simple creatures. So, Oh, boy. Like, I, I mean, get it. I get it because you don't necessarily always pay attention to everything that's going on with your opponent. Right. But you have to know about a coaching hire. I mean, one quick Google search. I'm right. sure if you type Purdue football, it will be in the top three results. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I I was shocked when I read that question. I was like, wait. So I, I literally had to read it like three or four times because I'm like, am I, am I dumb? Have I read this wrong? Is there a word missing? Is there a typo? No, they're just not paying attention. They're, they're just not paying attention. So, uh, <laughs> so I, when I wrote back, uh, with my answers, I said, I see you haven't been following Purdue football. No worries. Brian Brom is off to Louisville with his brother following this game. And then la dee da da mentioned Ryan Walters and all that. But it's uh, it kind of shows you the respect we're getting, uh, at least in the LSU blogosphere. So maybe, maybe that's what this team needs, a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, uh, find a way to prove the folks wrong. I mean, we did it last year in that Tennessee game, the that nobody really thought Purdue could win, but right. I, I just don't know if that's going to be enough against this LSU. I will say the last time a Purdue athletics team played in a Cheez-It sponsored event, they won. That is true. That was uh, Trevion Williams. I remember him eating the Cheetos out of the trophy. Yep. So, I mean, if we're going by that past precedent, we got this. So if we win this, are we like the king of the Cheez-Its? Do we get to take out that mascot and and wear his crown then? Now that sounds like a mighty fine idea. Because <laughs> I mean, you know, we we won it in basketball, and now we'll win it in football. So we right. would just be the the king of Cheez Its, and I I think that deserves to be celebrated. I I think you're onto something. Okay, so good, good. Th- we'll have to bring this up. I was going to say I'm not sure. Maybe I, maybe I will respond to that email, um, and. I got that press release and say, hey, here's what I'm thinking. Uh, Purdue wins this. We're the Cheez-It Kings, and here's what I'd like. Maybe I'll send them a list of demands. But, you know, it's – I don't think we're telling tales out of school and we say this is going to be a tough game for Purdue. Um, you know, when the when the game was originally announced, I think the line was like six and a half or eight and a half, and uh, it has just continued to rise as things have gone on. Um I believe right now it's it's about 14 and a half or 15 points. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, it's that's what happens when your skill players start setting out and the majority of your offense won't play. So, it's we all know it's going to be difficult, but I mean, crazier things have happened in bowl season. So. Yeah, I mean, bowl season's unpredictable. You just never know. Uh but it certainly seems mm-hmm. You know, from my perspective, like it's 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 a long shot Purdue to win this game, um, and I just checked. On, 
I just checked currently the the uh, the line on at least this one particular uh, site is 14 and a half with the over under mm-hmm. at 56. Uh, okay. So Purdue not getting a lot of uh, love from the folks in Vegas, but I don't necessarily uh, don't necessarily blame. Right. Yep. So unless unless we start to see any more opt outs on the LSU side, I don't see that coming down really. Yeah, I, I, I don't really either, which is which is really unfortunate. Um, you know, Purdue had a really great season, a lot of fun, a lot of highs, a lot of lows. Um, mm-hmm. But bowl season is just such a crapshoot, especially nowadays with all the opt outs. Which I'm not judging those who opt out. I'm just you know it really changes the complexion of a game um, mm-hmm. because we we just we we've got so many second uh, you know second position folks that are coming in to start. It really just changes who how the game is going to be played and what the offense especially is capable of. So we will see what uh, Brian Brom and Mark Hagan, uh, both <laughs> soon to be of Louisville staff, uh, have drawn up for Purdue. It will be fun to see Drew Brees on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm guessing I'm guessing during the game or in the lead-up, we'll probably see interviews with Brees as well as interviews with Ryan Walters because mm-hmm. um, he will be at the game, he said, but he will not be coaching. So... Um, I don't know if they're going to have him in the in the booth, in a box, in in the stands, just you know, hanging out at the thirty yard line, whatever. But um, it should make for some interesting television. Uh, hopefully, we we'll get some yeah. good information out of it. Hope it'll be a fun time. I mean, going with low expectations, and I think it should be a lot of fun. Right, especially if you know, at the end of the day, as long as we can continue to make fun of Brian Kelly. I think we'll be happy. I agree. I agree. Uh, maybe he'll do another slow motion video with the wraparound camera. Uh, dancing with the recruits, so yeah, and then lose that recruit to Alabama. Is that what yeah. happened to that guy? I never even yep, followed. That up. guy went to Alabama. Well, that's yep. perfect. That is perfect. Um, so I think that's all. Is there anything else you have about LSU that stands out, or you want to mention, or needs to be mentioned? Uh, no, not too too much. I mean, I just miss at Coach O. Go Tigers! Oh God, that I guy was him. wild. <laughs> that guy was true gumbo, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you're going to be in attendance at the game, correct? Yep, I will be driving down tomorrow. Yeah, my days are completely shot. I I don't know which day it is. Yeah, anymore. me either. Me either. So, um, and you, <laughs> your credential? Did it get? Did you ever get approval for that? Yes, it did. I thought I so. I am officially a member of the Cheez It family. I want you know, and I I know this is silly, but I want to know when you when you're there. If there are Cheez-Its as snacks at the bowl game, I have to know Ooh. if the media is giving, like, has a giant bowl of, of Cheez-Its in them. So you got to tell me. All right. I will now have to do a full-blown report on the availability of Cheez-Its yeah. at the Cheez-It Bowl. Or okay. the Cheez-It Citrus Bowl. Yes, the Citrus can't, Bowl can't sponsored Cheez-It by bowl. Cheez-It or whoever, you know, however they're wording it. But uh, So you'll be at the game, and I know mm-hmm. Gabby is going to be at the game as well. Um, Jed was originally going to cover it as well for us, but he had some travel issues, um, had to switch things around. So, um, I'm not sure him and Gabby were going to see if they could get the uh, credential converted to her. Not sure how they, if they worked that out or not. Um, but we will at least have Ryan on site covering the game for us. This will be his first time covering a game for us, correct? Yes. I will be the green, the greenest person in the room. Good, good. So here's my only advice. Okay. Uh, just, you know, throw on a, a decent pair of khakis and, like, a button-up shirt. You don't have to be too fancy. 
take advantage, get there early because then you can kind of walk around with your credential and they let you go places where other people aren't allowed to go. So that's always pretty cool. Um, and always take advantage of the food and the drinks. Uh, you know, the media famously, uh, love their free food. So as soon as it comes out, you got to get it or it will be gone. Um, so make sure to get in there and get there fast, uh, for the food. But other than that, just enjoy yourself. You know, don't cheer in the press box. You're not allowed to do that. Uh, but otherwise, you know, it's a pretty cool experience. Go to the press conference afterward. You don't have to feel pressured to ask a question if you don't have anything great. But, you know, with it'll probably be Brian Brom and a couple other players. So it might be fun mm-hmm. to ask Brian Brom a question. You know, be like, hey, why are you doing this? Uh, why are you still here? Uh, when do yes. you leave for Louisville? I'll make that my very first question. <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly. exactly. So it should be fun, um, but I, I hope you have a really good time. I'm glad you can experience this. Now I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm not going to let you pull a Kirk Herbstreet. Uh, I am going to make you uh, choose who you think is going to win this game. All right. Well, the last time Purdue played an overmatched team, I went full homer, and it did not work. That's true. You chose 41-35. to 35. You picked Purdue over Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um. Not going to be going that route today. So for this one, I will go 38 LSU, Purdue 21. Okay, so you got Purdue losing by 17. They would mm-hmm. not cover the spread in your scenario. So uh, right. I'm actually, I think I'm going to go worse than that, unfortunately. I'm, hopefully it's not Hopefully it's not the uh, same as the Auburn game a few years ago. Uh, but I'm gonna go 42 to 17. Uh, I, I just was in the third row for that game. That's awful. I was in Florida I mean, watching that game. I don't that remember game. that game. Never mind. Yeah, that, never happened. That game didn't happen. Exactly. Um, I'll tell you. I just, I just think this game is gonna be ugly. I'm not sure Purdue has an answer um, for the LSU quarterback. I think, you know, I just think he's gonna run all over Purdue, and I think Jaden Daniels just is going to be a real problem fence, and I'm not sure they can they can recover from that. So mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a long day, but, you know, as I said, it's just bowl season. It's a crapshoot, and I don't think it reflects on what this team has accomplished this year. They're still the Big Ten West champions, still got to the championship game, and no one's going to take that away from them. Absolutely. You know, I'm just I'm excited to watch another football game, have the season come to a close. Um, we will cover this game uh, midweek next week. And also, we're we're planning on having Drew on to talk about the recruiting class that just signed, as well as the additional uh, folks that are coming in the transfer portal, which hopefully will have some additional folks uh, who have committed to Purdue by that point. So mm-hmm. be prepared for that. But Ryan, you know, I I wish you well on your travels. I know you've been doing a lot of it lately. I hope you're safe, mm-hmm. and I hope you have one heck of a good time in. Fl- thank you, thank you. Same as I. Same. Yeah. Same. Uh, I, <laughs> I see. I can't even think right now. I mean, uh, travel is fun. Yeah, it's exhausting. It's don't exhausting. let anyone tell you different. That's it's, right. It's fun. That's right. So, so there we'll we go. See if uh, Drew Brees can come up with some iconic trick plays. Yeah. Hey, you know, maybe they'll have Drew Brees in the uh, post game press conference. You can ask Drew Brees a question. That I would absolutely do. Yeah. They normally normally Same don't question. have the. Why are you here? <laughs> Uh, normally don't have the assistants come in, but you never know. And, you know, with the press credential, you can just sneak around. Maybe you can just say hi to Drew Brees, get a picture with him. That'd be fun, too. So 
There we go, folks. Uh, enjoy the game. Enjoy the next next holiday we got coming up. Uh, for Ryan and myself, boiler up. Hammer down.